What is going on, everybody? It is Chris back with another episode of the Just a Thought podcast. This is actually the first episode where we're actually doing a video. Um, so I'm super excited if you're uh, actually watching online, um, then awesome. If not, and you are driving or whatever, and you want to just listen to it, still the same setup and the same process, you can listen to it, no problems. Um, I know immediately you're, if you're watching, you're immediately wondering, where in the world am I filming this? This is just me sitting on my couch. You can see my Parks and Rec uh um, poster, which is the pyramid of greatness, um, on the wall, so, this is just the living room, um, but I decided I would film in here, so that I can kind of maybe set up, this couch is a super big couch, maybe set up a potential setup for, uh, future episodes, where I can kind of back the camera up, put us in this corner where the couch is at, and maybe have some guests on, where we can kind of talk about some biblical concepts, or just talk about having conversations. As you know, the idea behind Just a Thought is just discussing, having conversation with people, talking about the things that we find fascinating, interesting, and the analytical process, the thought process that is from a 20-year-old Christian trying to just figure out how life hits him hard and how to deal with it. Um, And so today we're going to be talking about something pretty cool. Um, And and so I haven't made one in a while, so I kind of wanted to back up and kind of discuss some concepts that I think are important to understand kind of a little bit about faith and a little bit about what do we have to understand and how do we fit into this crazy, awesome, amazingly beautiful um, tapestry that is the Bible and the plan that God's got on this great big spinning rock. Um, And it kind of comes from the beginning of understanding really the Bible is broken up into, even if you've never read the Bible, you know the Bible is typically broken up into two groups, and that is the Old Testament, the New Testament. Um, You have the Old Testament, which is all of the, basically the simple way of putting it is pre-Jesus, New Testament, Jesus, and the literature and the writings um, of the post- uh, crucifixion and resurrection all the way up to Revelations, which is the final book of the Bible, which is depicting the future and what God's got in store in the days ahead. At that time, uh, they were saying the days ahead, and one of the things about the Bible is it's not just an old book, it is a living word, and that the same thing that applies then applies today and will apply forevermore. Um, and so that is something that's really cool um, that we can kind of take in confidence from the Bible, is that just because this book was compiled together over a a long time ago, that doesn't mean that God didn't ordain it, and that God didn't set it apart, and God didn't design it to apply to the 21st century church and to the 21st century um, mankind. Um, So today we're going to be talking about Simon of Cyrene. Now immediately, if you're a little bit of a, you're Christian, you've been reading a little bit, or you've spent any time in the church, you've probably heard this made... um, this has been either read over or mentioned before, and that's usually mentioned in the Easter kind of timeline of, that voice crack was brutal, but in the Easter timeline of church, so like, there's kind of set places within the church, or within a year, that you know that that, that all churches are going to have a very similar message, and you can kind of boil that up into two different times. There's going to be uh, Christmas and Easter. Christmas and Easter, you're basically going to have preaching is going to be over nine times out of ten across churches, doesn't matter where you go, you're going to run into either scriptures and and sermons that are about either the resurrection and the crucifixion, or they're going to be about the birth and our Savior Jesus and his uh, beautiful birth and all of the processes that took place of people coming from all different ways, and even though they arrived late to the birth and that he had already been born and been alive for several years, or 
not several, but he'd been alive for a few years, that it still all took place and that it's still a beautiful and amazingly designed and, and woven together story. And you heard me say the word tapestry, and that was intentional. Um, again, I, I'm not the smartest uh, guy, and if I want to use a very southern saying, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. But what I can tell you is that um, I really enjoy, like, really enjoy the beautiful construction that is the Bible. And that is everything from creation to revelations where you have all of the Old Testament seems to be pointing in this direction that's like sideways, where it's kind of like everything's leading to this moment and you're like, what is the moment? What is the moment? What is the moment? And then all of a sudden, even though you know what the moment is, it's there's a Savior that's coming. You then get to see the Messiah and the Messiah is Jesus. And then the first four books of the New Testament are the beautiful depictions and the accounts of his life here on earth. And then the following books after that are... Um, Different writings from uh, different amazing uh, post Jesus uh, um, disciples and apostles, and then obviously you've got several books that are written by the Apostle Paul, where Paul is just laying down. You know what Jesus told you, and you know how Jesus laid it out. Y'all still are struggling with it, so I'm going to show you how to live this thing out, and that applies so heavily well today. And so that I really love reading Apostle Paul's writings, both to the churches and then his uh, depiction in the book of Acts of talking about the different things that took place, and then you get to see this tra- kind of transformation of Paul from Saul to Paul, and that, I mean, truly there was a process and a change that took place, and that there was a definite moment where he was no longer the same person, and, and it's this beautiful image and you also move into revelations which it lays out although it lays out the destruction of the world as we know it here today it also brings new ground and new fertile ground to what god has planned for eternity Um, and if you've ever done any sort of farming you know in order to have successful crop yield you've got to turn up what is on the dirt now, and you've got to pull up that dead soil so you can get down to that good soil. And so sometimes you have to peel back so that you can present something new. Um, And so it's a beautiful, and I love that word tapestry to describe the Bible because it describes it so well, because a tapestry is this article of cloth. Most often you'll see it on a wall, but it's this article of cloth that is usually so beautiful. They're so elegant and so amazing. And then as you approach them and you really spend time looking at them, you then realize that like it is thousands of tiny little woven together strings and fibers and stuff that are so meticulously designed and so intentionally laid out to present this huge image when you take a step back and you're like, wow. And it's a perfect way of kind of looking at the Bible, even though it's just a, people will say it's just a book, you leave out something about the book, and that is that it is a living word, um, and that it is an amazing, uh, anointed, set-apart scripture that God is using to build his church and to bring his kingdom to fruition, and it's just so awesome. Um, But one of the things that I love and is kind of intimidating about the Bible is it's so incredibly well depicted, all of these crazy, uh, amazing miracles that are performed, and all of these incredibly faithful people in the Bible, and all of these people that you can look up to and just be like, man, if I could just be like them, I would be able to do so much. But you tend to, you can fall into this funk where you're like, okay, I see this super crazy, amazing 
story and this awesome thing you're telling me that like I'm important in this. You're saying it, but where do I find out that I'm actually important in the Bible? Like, where does it say in the Bible that it, I, it needs Chris Pope? Um, unfortunately, I've I've read a, through the Bible uh, a couple times. Um, I've I've gone through and I've looked at multiple chapters, and unfortunately, I've not found my name in there yet. Um, which is, you know, that would have been really interesting, and it would have yeah, definitely helped out my testimony a lot to be able to say, yeah, you see that right there? That's actually talking about me from all those years ago, but that's not the case. But what is the case is that I have different things in the Bible that stand out to me, and, and one of the things about the Bible, being as it's the living word, is that it applies to you. Um, and that there's certain scripture and certain books of the Bible that are going to resonate heavily with individuals. Like, I know my pastor, um, Mr. Mickey, shout out. Uh, he really, I mean, he, like, he said he could preach every Sunday. He could spend his entire time in the book of John. And he would never get tired of it. He loves the book of John. He can he loves preaching from the book of John. It's like he knows the book of John like he knows his own cell phone number. It's really awesome to listen to him preach. And whenever he gets on his little rolls, he just can go through the book of John so well. Um, and a book that I find to be incredibly fascinating is one of two. Um, first and foremost, I love the book of James. It's an incredibly well-written book, and in the book of James lays out application. I mean, that's really what it looks like. It's just application, application, application. But then you also have, I really love the book of Ephesians, specifically Ephesians chapter 6, where it lays out the armor of God. That's one of the first things I ever spoke about, and it resonates so heavily because there's a preparatory station that takes place. Salvation is for sure. Once you're saved, you're saved, and you are your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But then picking up your sword and your shield and fighting this journey is requiring you to be prepared to do training and to do the process. And it's going to be difficult. But I really love that book for that reason. Another thing that I really, I think, is a super attractive area of the Bible is the the story of Simon of Cyrene, which I know I've kind of already kind of led a precursor into. Simon of Cyrene is the... A uh, man who carried Jesus's crossbeam of his cross. So if you have a cross, you have a crossbeam. This is the crossbeam. They believe whenever Je- whenever Simon took that from Jesus, whenever he was instructed to bear this for Jesus, that it was the crossbeam, which weighs about forty pounds. And so, if we were to take and think in modern terms, what would forty pounds of a crossbeam feel like? It would be like a squat bar. If you ever go and work out at a gym, the squat bar is typically like forty-five pounds. So we have this man who's taking along this crossbeam, but this is the interesting thing about it. You don't read where Jesus says directly, like, I need Simon of Cyrene. It doesn't say that. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says that Jesus looked and said, Simon of Cyrene, come take this on. No, it doesn't say that. But what it does tell us is that Simon was coming into the city and Jesus was coming out and that it, they met there. And whenever they met, the soldiers, at this point, it's believed that Jesus was absolutely exhausted from all of the beating and the tearing down of his flesh and of his spirit and of his body had been taking place, that he needed someone to carry it. Because see, so often we look at Jesus and we're like, Jesus, I need you. But Jesus also needs us to be the hands and feet. That's why in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, to be more specific. 
And then we find in the book of Acts, where it talks about the Holy Spirit coming down and resting on the disciples, that it is in this moment the Holy Spirit that rests within us is designed to be our comfort and our help so that we can go out and we can share the love of Christ, we can make disciples, we can build the kingdom, and we can share the good news. Um, And so even though in the Bible sometimes you want to find these moments of this beautiful image where it's like, I need Chris Pope, or I need Sarah, or I need David, or I need Leonard or Luis. You want to find that, you're going to often find that, like, really, it's not so much about a specific you thing as much as it is about this is a kingdom, and the kingdom is responsible for one another, and that we are all in this thing together, and that when one stumbles, we all stumble. But when one succeeds, we all succeed. That is why when somebody falls out of faith, and they do something terrible, and they were a faithful person, it it kind of shakes the church as a whole. But then whenever one person gives their life to Christ, you see a whole church come together in applause. And it's because we are mimicking heaven. Heaven does the same thing. When somebody falls away, when just one sheep falls away, the whole shepherd, the shepherd leaves the 99 just to go find the one. But at the same time, it says whenever one child, whenever one child gives their life to Christ, whenever one person gives their life over to Christ, it says all of heaven rejoices. So even though sometimes it might feel like this thing, this book, this journey, this life is is you feel lost in kind of the clutter of it all, you need to remember that there is a specific, destined, set-apart purpose that God's got for you, and that you're going to discover that purpose and that plan and what God needs for you to do whenever you spend more time in prayer, in, wor- in, in prayer, in reading the Word, and in community and fellowship with one another. another. So I highly encourage you to get plugged in. If it's a church, get plugged in the church. If it's a Bible study, get plugged in. Whatever you need to do, if you want to listen over and over again to these Just a Thought podcasts, I'd greatly appreciate it. But I love each and every one of you. I'm so thankful for what you've done in this life alone. Even though I don't know you personally yet, I look forward to the day that we can all go to heaven together and spend eternity with our Lord and Savior and with the Creator in the earth. I'm so thankful for you all listening. I look forward to seeing you all in the next one. Peace out. God bless. Love you.